Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. thankful tonight lord we are thankful for the spirit we are thankful oh god for this great opportunity you have given us to be in your presence we pray lord that you incline your ears to our prayers tonight we thank you lord in jesus name amen, amen. wonderful well tonight i want us to share so i'm going to share from um the steps to the anointing chapter four the seven steps to the anointing in Jordan. I'm going to share. I'm going to try see if we can share all the steps. We want to pray on all these steps. So maybe we'll share half of it. We'll pray and then we will share another half and then we will finish. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So seven steps to the anointing in Jordan. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13. I'm reading from the book, page number 16. Amen. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13. It says, Jesus, it says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan into John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened. Unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. What an experience. What an experience. I love this particular set of steps, set of seven steps. Because I think it's the highest form of anointing. Amen. It is the steps that lead to the highest form of anointing. It is the steps that you cannot go wrong. Because that's, those are the steps that our Lord took. Hallelujah. Amen. So we want to look at these seven steps that our Lord took. Now the first step, the first step is go to your man of God. To go to your man of God. Say to your neighbor, your man of God. Ask your neighbor, do you have a man of God? Hallelujah. That means every Christian who is looking for the anointing, and I hope you are hungry for the anointing. I hope you want the anointing. Every Christian who wants the anointing must have a man of God. You must have a man of God that you are aimed 
at going to. That you're, you are taking a journey to reach him. Hallelujah. In verse 13, it says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John. Amen. Amen. Now, traveling from Galilee to Jordan is about 70 miles. It's a very long trip. Hallelujah. But it says, Jesus came to John from Galilee to Jordan. Hallelujah. You see, many people, it says, many people join the wrong church or ministry. When they do so, they lose their anointing or they lose their ability to acquire their anointing. They lose their ability or they end up not receiving the anointing. Sometimes the man of God may be very far. Sometimes you may have to take a long trip to reach the man of God. Hallelujah. I believe there must have been several other men of God in Galilee. Do you understand? That is one thing that every Christian must understand. There must be several men of God in Galilee, but there is a particular man of God that is for you. Amen. And you need to know your man of God. Hallelujah. If, if you are hungry for the anointing, if you want the anointing, you want to pray to God that he opens your eyes to see your man of God. That God directs you to your man of God. Hallelujah. Jesus traveled from Galilee to Jordan. Even if there weren't many men of God in Galilee, there must have been some men of God along the way. But he traveled that distance. Hallelujah. But I believe that Jesus must have received certain revelation concerning John. He must have had certain revelation concerning John that made him travel to John. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes your man of God may be even younger than you. The person that is carrying your anointing may be younger than you. He may come from the wrong country. He may not have the color that you expect. Amen. Amen. You may expect your man of God to be some particular kind of person, look in a particular way, or look a particular way, or carry particular. They may not speak in a certain way, particular accent. But that may not be your man of God. Hallelujah. Maybe his accent may be different from yours. He said, John the Baptist lived and ministered far away in the wilderness. He was, far, he was living a very weird life. Amen. But his dress, I mean, he dressed, his, even the kind of clothes he was wearing, it could turn you off. Do you understand? He was wearing things like, like drawers. You know what? His drawers. John never took his drawers off. Amen. He will be wearing things like that and holding his staff. In the wilderness with his hair never combed, never brushed. Doesn't cut his hair. Hallelujah. So where his church was, was even a bother. His, his church was in the wilderness. Sometimes the church where your man of God is may be very far. 
Hallelujah. Sometimes his messages may not be so pleasing. Sometimes his messages are violent and too strong for you. Every time you come, he's talking about fornication and fornication and fornication. And you know you are living in So it makes you not even want to come. But maybe that is where your anointing is. Hallelujah. But there must be some spiritual connection. There must be something spiritual to connect you to your man of God. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you will not go through the challenges to reach him. And we need to pray for that spiritual connection. We need to pray for that spiritual connection. And that spiritual connection is made by the Holy Spirit. For you to have that connection with your man of God, such that you can overlook how he looks, how he preaches, where he's from, where the church is, no matter how far the church is, no matter how strong his messages are, it must be the Holy Spirit to connect you. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Luke chapter 1. And verse 39. Luke chapter 1 and verse 39. You see, if you don't have that connection, if you don't have that connection, you will look at the carnal things, the physical things, to assess, to see, is this the right person? Is this the right man? Naaman, when he was told that there was a prophet in Israel who could heal his leprosy, he traveled. With preparedness in some galerious way, traveling with his horses, his chariots, and with precious gifts. And he came and he was expecting a particular man of God. He was expecting that Elijah would come in, in his robe, you know, looking mighty, with his beard, you know, and looking very anointed. You see, that is the key, looking anointed. But the anointed man, you don't see. You cannot, it, it's not written on him. That the person who is anointed, he's not dressed like an anointed man. Do you understand? He doesn't have the stature like an anointed man. And when Naaman came, Elijah didn't even come. He sent his servant and he says, go and dip yourself in the Jordan. And then he said, ah. I thought he was going to come himself and then speaks in tongues and then pass his hand over the place. He doesn't even want to say over the leprosy. He says, and pass his hand over the place and then bring healing. But you see, if you don't have that spiritual connection, but there was a little girl who had that spiritual connection. Amen. So Luke chapter 1 and verse 39. He says, and Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste. This is after the angel had visited Mary and Mary was found pregnant. So she traveled to Elizabeth and this is the encounter. He says, and Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias, and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. 
The babe lived in the womb. The connection must be from the Holy Spirit. The connection was made when they were babies in the womb by the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit makes that connection, when the Holy Spirit guides you to that connection, no matter where you go, no matter where your man of God is, you go and pursue after him. No matter how you grow, whatever you become, you can be 30 years with degrees, graduate, knowing so much, you pursue your man of God. When the Holy Spirit makes that connection. So he says, and it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe in Elizabeth leaped in a womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Immediately, Mary didn't open her mouth. The Holy Spirit makes the connection. Mary didn't say anything. The moment Mary greeted her, Mary greeted her, and immediately, you see, Mary knew that Elizabeth was pregnant. Mary knew about the angel's visitation to Elizabeth. Elizabeth did not know about the angel's visitation to Mary. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? She didn't know. But the moment Mary came, the moment Mary encountered her, just Mary just greeting her. The Bible says that the baby, the baby, because the connection was between the two babies. Hallelujah. Say the, the Holy Ghost, it says, and the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Hallelujah. I said the connection must be made by the Holy Ghost. When the connection is made by the Holy Ghost, you see, the person will open his mouth to speak and something will come to you. Hallelujah. That is why we are going to pray tonight. That the Holy Spirit will also make that connection between us, between you and the man of God that God has given us here in Lighthouse Chapel International, Amen. Bishop Dagwood Mills. That the Holy Spirit will make that connection. That the Holy Spirit will connect us to him. Amen. Hallelujah. Now even when we hear his voice, something, something. Amen. That we will also not look anywhere else. You see, Jesus did not, when that connection was made, Jesus did not look anywhere else. He just parked from Galilee and he was on to Jordan. Wherever John was, that is where he was going. Wherever his church was, that is where he was going. No matter how John dressed, no matter how he preached, that is where he was going. Hallelujah. Go to your man of God. Amen. The next step is to submit to your man of God. Hallelujah. Submit to your man of God. It says, now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized. 
Luke 3 and 21. Hallelujah. Says Jesus did not only attend John the Baptist's ministry, he submitted himself to it. When everyone was being baptized, he joined them and received his blessings. He did not become a spectator and a commentator. He did not become a critic of John the Baptist's ministry. Don't criticize the ministry of your man of God. You may not like certain things about the man of God. Do you understand? You may not like certain things about the man of God. But pray, pray that the Holy Spirit will open your eyes. So when you see, then even the things that you don't like about him, you will keep it to yourself. And then let it turn, let it change. That now you have come to love those things. The things that you didn't like before, now you like those things. You don't like how that when the man of God is preaching, he's drinking water. You don't like how that the man of God is preaching and he cannot stay at the same place. He's moving back and forth. Admire that when he picks up, you, you just like the way your pastor drinks water when he's preaching. <laughs> Amen. Whereas once it was annoying to you, you see, once it was annoying to you, but when the Spirit makes that connection, you will admire how he drinks water. Amen. You will admire. You say, I, I, I just like when pastor is drinking water. I don't know. There's something about the way he sips water in between his messages. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Don't criticize. Do not criticize. You're a man of God. You see, he was actually baptized by John the Baptist. In other words, he, he actually followed the teachings and directives of John the Baptist. That means you need to follow hard after your man of God. Follow hard after the man of God. Search for his messages. Listen to his messages. Hallelujah. Today we sent out links. We sent out links for you to, I, I think it was so appropriate for the message that I was coming to share with you. The links, we don't want any of his messages to escape you. The bishop's messages should be around you. This is the man of God that God has given us in this church. He is my man of God. And I I pray that he will be your man of God also. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes, you see, like we're saying, some people join the wrong churches. I'm telling you. You will join the wrong church and you will, be, you, you will just be attracted to the, the excitement and, you know, certain proclamations and so on and so forth. But you want to see a real man who is anointed. The anointing, when it comes upon a person, he preaches the gospel to the poor. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. This is the same chapter when Jesus was anointed. After Jesus was anointed, he went back to Galilee and Luke chapter 4 and verse 17, he says, And Jesus answered, verse 18, verse 18, verse 18. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. What is the evidence? He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised. 
that is the anointing. That is the person who is anointed. When you hear a person who is anointed, you, you come in broken hearted, but you live here uplifted. That is a person who is anointed. Hallelujah. You come so troubled, you come so troubled, but you live here uplifted. Deliverance. Amen. You come so blind, bereft to certain things, but you live here enlightened. He says that he will bring sight to the blind. Recovering of sight to the blind. Spiritual blindness. Your eyes will open. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So, so when, even when John, John the Baptist sent people to Jesus to ask him, are you the one, are you the anointed one or we are to expect others? Someone else. He says, look, the gospel is preached. That is the evidence. Bishop Doug preaches to the poor. Places where no man of God will go because there is nothing, nothing, nothing. When you preach after you have held a big crusade and you are taking offerings, people bring you cassava. You know what is cassava? Yuka. Jackie. Is it not yuka? Yuka. Yeah. That's what they bring. They bring you sweet potato for, for offerings. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So that is your man of God. And pray that God will make that connection between you and your man of God. Hallelujah. He says that Jesus was a man. He says, John the Baptist was a man of violent preaching and water baptism. Jesus Christ joined fully and followed with everything. Follow fully, hard following. Join the ch- you want the anointing? Join the church properly. Join the church fully. Don't have one foot here and one foot there. Join fully. Follow the doctrine. Be involved in everything. Everything. Don't select some of the things. Oh, me, I don't get involved in when the women's ministry. Uh, you know, you take a an aloof position and you say you are part of it. You will never be anointed. You say, as for me, I only come. What is important to me is Tuesday and Sunday services. When the women are having a meeting, it doesn't... Fully, everything, involved, fully. When the men are meeting, part of it, you are part of it. You are a hard follower if you are someone who wants the anointing. Every part of it. Amen. Amen. There are some people who select some of the church activities and they join. Jesus went there and Jesus... John the Baptist was preaching. He stood. He was part of the congregation. He listened. He said, it's time for baptism. He joined the line. He was in the queue. Ready to be baptized. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? He says, when it was time for baptism, he went forward and participated. There are many people who do not follow the teachings and instructions of their spiritual fathers. Isn't that true? Many people don't follow the teachings and instructions. Many people don't follow the bishop. They don't listen to his messages. They don't have his podcast. But you have other people's messages. You listen to other people. You listen to other prophets. Amen. When we say there is a camp, the bishop is coming, you don't have money. But when you hear there's a prophet in Virginia, 
Some prophet has come. He's in Virginia, Maryland. He's um, in Washington, Ohio. And then you are going with your offering, well-prepared offering. You say you can't take time off from living, but when the prophet comes in town, you take time off from living. Oh, I see those things all the time. Am I, you think I'm making these things up, eh? Yeah. You go for with consultation fee. You have to pay a certain amount of money to see the prophet. You see, because you don't need to pay consultation fee to see your man of God, you don't have value for him. I'm going to start charging you some consultation fees these days. <laughs> you collect it for me, eh? Yeah. If you need to see me, make an appointment. Pay your consultation fee. Hallelujah. Many people do not follow. They hang around and are associated with the ministry, but do not actually submit themselves to what is being taught. Many people, they just hang around. They just hang around. Their hearts are not here. Amen. They, they, they don't even want to have association with the people. You don't go to your own. We will share that one one day. Your own company. Your own company. Because, you see, thank God for this social media. These days, when I look at some of you, I see the different companies that you have. You have different companies. Some of you, you have all kinds of companies. I don't even see church people around you. They take you pictures in the church, and then you cut everyone off, and then you put you alone. Because you don't want to be associated with the church. But you, we see you with all kinds of other people. What kind of, what kind of company is that? And you are hungry for the anointing. You have certain clothes, you don't, never wear them to church. Amen. You need to submit yourself to what is being taught. The next one, the next step. Humble yourself in the kingdom. Humble yourself in the kingdom. It says, when Jesus came to John, he humbled himself and joined the ranks. If you want the anointing, you need humility. Beloved, you need the anointing. Look, the anointing is not only for ministers. The anointing is not only for preaching. You need the anointing in your life. I say you need your anointing in your life. You see, when you don't have the anointing, you are led into all kinds of things. Today I was reading the book and the Lord ministered something to me about the, 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 uh, about the wilderness. That when Jesus went to the wilderness. And as, this is how, this is how he says in the temptation, the, um, Satan took him, took, him to, took him to the high mountains. And then he showed him. The glory, the kingdoms of the world. And sometimes, you see, some jobs, they give you high interview, some high-level job interview. And they offer you the kingdoms. They offer you the... He says, in a moment, in a moment, he showed him the kingdoms of the world. They flash, they offer you, oh, travel, you can, this job, you travel to Singapore, or you'll be going to Italy, you'll be going here, you'll be going there, the company will take care of all of that, you'll be living in this hotel, you'll be staying here, and they're offering you all this, flying first class, 
and we give you all this amount of money. You, they will pay you this large sums of money. The only thing is that you have to work every Sunday. You have to work every Tuesday, every Friday. You can't. But all this money. It's a flash. Then you take it. So that you cannot serve the Lord your God. And then you come and ask me. Reverend, this is the job that they have offered me. What should I do? I will refer you. I will refer you. What did Jesus do? When they offered him a job like that. When they offered Jesus this. Reverend, this is what they. And they are offering me all this amount of money. And I know you are unemployed. You are coming to ask me. What, what, what should you do? What a shock. Amen. Luke 3.21 Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized. John, he says, Jesus joined the people and received his baptism as a commoner. He didn't come in his pompous state. He didn't come like I am the man of God. It is important to be humble in the church or ministry that God has brought you to. It is very important to humble yourself. Otherwise, you will not receive anything. Hallelujah. It says older rich people rarely receive the anointing. It is difficult for people who are elevated in society to receive the anointing. People who have gone to school, they have degrees, they know, they have... It is very difficult for them to receive the anointing. But that is not your story. That is not your story. You see, in Lighthouse, we have people with degrees, high degrees, and very humble. You'll find a doctor who is a security guard in the church. Amen. you find a lawyer who is an usher in the church. That is where you know that there's anointing in the place. Hallelujah. That you have humility. Amen. Says the master key to receiving anything in the kingdom is humility. That you need to pray for. If you don't have humility, you will not receive anointing. You will not receive anything from God without humility. Hallelujah. Step number four. He says, do not be led by men. Do not be led by men. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? So when Jesus came to John, John told him, I ought to be baptized by you. Because John knows who he is. And he says, I have need to be baptized by you. And you come to me to be baptized? You ought to baptize me. You see, that is coming from John. Do you understand? And you see, when something like that happens to you, you may feel pompous right away. You may feel big. So this fourth step of the anointing involves avoiding the mistake of being led by man. Do not be led by man. Hallelujah. Do not let any human being keep you from doing anything you must do to become anointed. Don't let any human being, no matter who he is, let that person not keep you from becoming anointed. I say you need the anointing. The anointing is not only for ministers. The anointing is not only for pastoring a church. 
You need the anointing. Every Christian needs the anointing. For your own life. You need the anointing to tell you that don't take this bus. Let it go and take the next one. You need the anointing. You need the anointing to tell you that today, don't call in sick. You are planning to call in sick. You need the anointing will wake you up and say go. When you have the anointing. I'm telling you. You need the anointing to say open the book that you are studying for the test. Open it to page 15. That is where you need to read. Read chapter 15, 16, and 17, and then go to chapter 20. Read that. You need the anointing as a student. Moses said, but then if not so, how would they know? How would they know that? How would they know that you are present with us? If you do not go with us, what will separate us from them? There must be some separation. There must be a difference. You need the anointing to help you with your work. That when you type your boss's letter, he looks at you and he says, I have had secretaries and secretaries. I have had people working for me, but something about your letters, when you type them, there's something about them. The anointing will help you to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. You need the anointing in marriage to make a decision. Who to marry? Amen. The anointing, the Holy Spirit, is like a GPS. Do you understand? It's like a GPS. It navigates. It goes, you see, it can see that there's traffic ahead. So don't go that way. It can tell you that this man, if you marry him, you're going to meet a heavy traffic. So don't go that way. The Holy Spirit will tell you that. You need the anointing. That's why you have to be hungry for the anointing. You need the anointing to tell you that you have enough clothes. Don't buy this one. So don't let anything, don't, don't be aloof to the anointing. Don't say, oh, I'm not ever going to be a lady pastor, or I'm never ever going to be a pastor. So I don't, you need the anointing. Everyone needs the anointing. Hallelujah. And therefore, let not any man come in between you and your anointing. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? John the Baptist tried to prevent Jesus from being baptized. He says, no, 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 no. It's not right. It's not right. I can't even stand to baptize you. You ought to baptize me. You are the son of God. I know. You may be surprised to know that men of God sometimes give advice that directs you away from the anointing. Men of God. It's a very serious thing that you are... A man of God advises you, and that advice is taking you from your anointing. It's removing you from the place of your anointing. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Hallelujah. He says the anointing is the most precious gift you can receive from God. Therefore, let not even a man of God direct you from the anointing. Hallelujah. He says... This, that is a difficult, high-level test for anyone. When a man of God is giving you counseling, it's a very difficult test. We all, know how, we all know that the devil would love to prevent you from becoming anointed. You see? So it is the devil, the only person who does not want you to become anointed is the devil. But sometimes men will talk out of their own understanding but when it comes to anointing, you cannot talk from your understanding. You cannot advise from your understanding. 
You cannot advise based on your emotion, based on how you feel about things. You can't, even as a man of God. If you come to me and then you, you, you say, um, oh, reverend, um, I, want to, I want to move to Ohio because I want to start a church in Ohio. I cannot just say, oh, I think we need a church in Ohio or Nebraska. Maybe we don't have a church in Nebraska, right? And I say, oh, I think we don't have a church in Nebraska. So, ah, yeah, it's a good idea. Go. That should not be the basis for my saying go. Do you understand? That should not be the basis. But my basis for saying go is that the Spirit is leading. That the Spirit is leading. Otherwise, he will go and the Spirit is not with you. So that is why he's saying that you have to be careful. Maybe you need to continue to be here because you are, maybe you are taking the steps to the anointing. And you need to receive the anointing before you make that move. Be prepared for the anointing before you make that move. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But sometimes the counseling of a man of God, he says that, he says that it's a very difficult task, a very difficult test. Because you also want to honor, you want to also want to be respectful for me to say, oh, go. Do you understand? You also want to be, you also want to be respectful. That is why we need to pray for the anointing. I say, this is what happened when Elijah tried to stop Elisha from following him. Look at that. Elijah, anointed man. He was trying to stop Elisha from following him. But thank God that God made that connection, the Holy Spirit connection with Elisha and Elijah. That nothing could separate him. No matter where Elijah was going and no matter how much effort Elijah made to prevent him from following he was led by the Spirit to follow. Hallelujah. He said, from Gilgal to Jericho to Bethel, and even at Jordan, Elijah tried to get rid of Elisha. Now, this very difficult test shows whether the man desirous of the anointing is tend to hear God's voice, even in the most doubtful, vague, and unclear circumstances. Most doubtful, vague, and unclear circumstances. Sometimes it's so doubtful, so unclear. Now, if you feel any uncertainty in you, if you have any uncertainty, and you, you have any reservation, see that the Spirit of God is not in it. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is not in it. See, this very difficult test shows whether the man desirous of the anointing is tuned to hear God's voice, even in the most doubtful, vague, and unclear circumstances. When you become anointed, you will have great authority, and you must be in tune with God. Now, that is why, men of God, also, we ought to be very careful when we are advising. Do you understand? Sometimes you see that the, 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 the young woman has been looking for a husband for a long time, for a while, and then this man has showed up, and then she has expressed interest in her and said, oh, then maybe take it like that. <laughs> Do you see? It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a small thing. It's not a joke. Marriage is not a joke. A Christian marriage, you see, when a Christian is marrying, it's not a joke. It's a serious thing. Yes. Hallelujah. Because it's not, let me try and see if it will work. Yes. 
Christians don't marry like that. It's a one touch, and that's it. So whether you, once you touch it, whether it's good or bad, you are in for good. Whether it be good or bad, you are in for good. Amen. Except maybe the man dies or, or you die. Because you can also die and then the Lord will take you to heaven. Hallelujah. Let me give you the rest of them a few minutes and then we will pray. Step number five. It says, complete all necessary formalities and fulfill all righteousness. Hallelujah. There are legal requirements for you to be granted access to the anointing. There are legal requirements. Just as there are formalities that have to be completed for you to enter a school, a bus, an airplane, or even a country, there are things you must fulfill in order to legally qualify for the anointing. It would have been a great mistake for our Lord to miss the baptism. Do you see? It would have been a great mistake for Jesus. There was power. There was power waiting to descend upon him just by rising out of the water that John the Baptist baptized him in. Power. Great power. And he could have missed that if he wasn't prepared to fulfill all righteousness. If he wasn't prepared to, for, to go through all the legalities. There are certain legalities. Hallelujah. Amen. It says his submission to John the Baptist's ministry was essential to legally establish his own authority. Years later, when Jesus' authority was questioned, he only made reference to John the Baptist and asked if they recognized John the Baptist's authority. Hallelujah. Do you understand? You see, because Jesus' Jesus's power and his anointing was directly linked to John the Baptist. John the Baptist was conceived before even Jesus was conceived. He was to be the forerunner. He was to be the one to pave the way for him. And he could not have entered his anointing and his power and his ministry if he had bypassed John the Baptist. And so when they asked him in Luke chapter, I believe Luke chapter 20, Luke chapter 20 and verse 1. Luke chapter 20 verse 1. Look at that. Let's read from the NIV for time sake so that we will be simple. Luke chapter 20 verse 1. It says, one, one day as he was teaching, look at that. Now you have left. You are on your own. And you are preaching. Sibali, do you understand? Jesus has, has started his ministry. It's flourishing. People are coming. And he's preaching. So he says one day he was teaching. As he was teaching, the people in the temple courts and preaching the gospel, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, together with the elders, came up to him. Tell us by what authority you are doing these things. You see, you need to go through the legalities. You need to go through the formalities. You cannot escape to have authority and stand in and say, I am preaching. You know, I stand here by the authority of Bishop Dagwood Mills. That is why I stand here to preach. Hallelujah. It says, tell us by what authority you are doing these things. 
They said, who gave you this authority? Does Jesus not know that he came from heaven? Does Jesus not know that he's a son of God? He knows. Isn't that so? He knows. But listen, they asked him, they said, who gave you this authority? He replied, I will ask you a question. So he's answering the question with a question. He says, tell me, John's baptism, was it from heaven or from men? So he's answering the question with a question. He says, you are asking me by whose authority I stand in to do these things, to preach. He says, okay, now you tell me. John's baptism, is it from heaven or from men? In other words, Jesus is telling them that my baptism is from, my, my authority is from heaven. And my authority came from heaven through John the Baptist. So he said, John's baptism, was it from heaven or from men? They discussed it among themselves and said, if we say the thing is from heaven, he will ask, why didn't you believe him? You see, that is what they want to say. They could see, and that is what they wanted to say. But if they say that, he will ask, why didn't you believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us. <laughs> because they are persuaded that John was a prophet. Hallelujah. So they answered, we don't know where it was from. You see, so we don't know where, but John, Jesus is telling them that my authority is from John the Baptist. My authority is from John the Baptist. So if you don't know where it's from, then you don't know where I am from. So it is, Jesus said, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. If you don't know, I will also not tell you. You don't want to acknowledge that John the Baptist is from heaven, I will also not acknowledge because that is the authority under which I am operating. Do you understand? There are legalities, and you cannot bypass the legalities. Jesus could not have made up anything else and say, my authority, not even from Elijah. Even though we know that the mantle of Elijah was upon John the Baptist. He couldn't have said that. He was directly linked to John the Baptist, and that link was made by the Holy Spirit. That is why we need the Holy Spirit to link us to the Father that God has given us. Hallelujah. Quickly, quickly. So we pray. The next step, understand the timings of God. Understand the timings of God. Timings of God. There are timings. When things are done prematurely, you see, the Holy Spirit does not do things prematurely. Understand that I say this is the highest form of anointing to take these steps. Hallelujah. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now. Now. For now, I know I am the son of God. But for the moment, suffer it to be so. I know I am a university graduate. I know I know more than you. But for now, pastor me and let me receive. For now, I am sitting down so you pastor me until I receive my anointing. I know I am going to be a great man of God in the future, but for now, let it be so that you are the pastor and I am sitting down. There is timing. There is timing. He says, I know, he says, suffer it to be so now. For now, let it be so. Let it be so. The timing of God. Hallelujah. 
Let it be so. The timing of God. Yes, we know you can be a very great minister from the way you know scriptures and you can expand scriptures and understand things. And it sounds like you are ready. You are ready to start ministry. But for now, sit down. Amen. Amen. For now, sit down. See, the kingdom of God operates with times and seasons. Jesus knew that it was time to be submitted to someone else. But you see, sometimes when you know you need to submit to someone else, you choose to submit to another person. Hallelujah. You choose to be, sub, you choose to be, you choose to, instead of submitting now, you choose to be leading now. Do you understand? Jesus knew that it was time to be submitted to someone else. There is a season for everything. To become anointed, you must discern when it is time for you to do certain things. Sometimes we are afraid to relate to certain people or do certain things because we feel we will will have to do it forever. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you feel that if, at this time, if I don't move, I think I'm going to be in this position forever. Do you understand? You feel you're going to be in this position. You see, that, the book is loaded. You see, somebody like Bishop Saki, Bishop Saki could be in that position. Bishop Saki, as far as this ministry is concerned, he's an assistant forever. Do you understand? He's an assistant, Bishop's assistant forever. But he's happily being Bishop's assistant. Do you understand? Yeah. Amen. You say we are afraid to relate to certain people or do certain things because we feel we have to do it forever. Do I have to honor this man of God forever? We ask ourselves. Do I have to honor him forever? Do I have to submit forever? Can I be on my own now? I'm old enough. I've been around long enough. Do I have to give an offering to this fellow every year? Hey! You see? (laughs) What a shock. What people do not understand is that there is a time and a season for everything. Jesus would have lived his life and conduct his ministry independent of John the Baptist. He would even preach and teach on a completely different theme. However, at that time of his life and ministry, he needed to attend the meetings of John the Baptist and submit to the practices of John. What are you supposed to do at this time? Do not abort your ministry by misbehaving during a crucial and humbling season of your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Of your life. Are you receiving something from this? The next step, quickly. Pray, prayer and spirituality. It says, now when all people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened. Hallelujah. Pray for the anointing. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Prayer is an important step to receiving the anointing. If you pray and ask God for the Holy Spirit, he will give it to you. While the rest of the congregation were probably holding their noses to keep the water out, Jesus was praying. Amen. That is what happens. You see, sometimes when the congregation gathers and we are praying for the Holy Spirit, some of us don't value it. And then we are talking. 
As we are praying, people are sitting outside and they're having conversation. Oh, last Friday, I was shocked. I said, hey, we have sacrificed our sleep. We have traveled 70 miles from Galilee to Jordan to come and search for the anointing, to come and seek the face of God. And people are sitting down having conversation. As we are praying, people are sitting here talking. Talking. Drinking hot chocolate. Hot chocolate cannot keep you awake. If you want to be awake to, to, to pray, it's not hot chocolate. So you are just having a party. You are having fun. Oh, some, there are some people that hot chocolate keep awake. I'm not sure. Maybe. Gifty, do you know anyone that keeps awake with hot chocolate? Hey. It relaxes you and you sleep. Don't you drink it when you want to sleep? I didn't say that. Don't blame me for your lack of hot chocolate. But I am saying that when you come to search for the anointing, be hungry for the anointing. Be thirsty for the anointing. Hallelujah. He says he prayed and the heavens opened. When, when everyone, they will go in the baptism, they are going in the water, and all they are worried about is some water will go in their nose. They close their nose. But Jesus, as he was going, he was praying. He was praying. Prayer brings down the anointing. Hallelujah. Prayer. That is why even when they lay hands on you, as they are laying hands on you, speak in tongues. When they are praying over your life, speak in tongues. Amen. It brings down the anointing. Hallelujah. Are you learning something tonight? Say, perhaps the most important prayer you will ever pray is a prayer for the anointing. Jesus taught us specifically, pray for the Holy Spirit. This is a prayer for the anointing. The Holy Spirit is the one thing all ministers should pray for. And I say, everyone should pray for it. Luke 11 and verse 13, it says, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Tonight we are going to ask God for the Holy Spirit. He will give us the Holy Spirit. I say he will give us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you. The Holy Spirit will fall on us. The Holy Spirit will fall upon you. The Holy Spirit will transform your life. It will transform you from a desert life into a life of fruitfulness. When you have the Holy Spirit, your life will be rearranged. The disasters in your life, you see fruitfulness coming into your life. The dryness in your life is becoming water. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, may as you pray, as you lift up your voice to pray, may the Holy Spirit come upon you. May the Holy Spirit fall upon you as we lift up our voices to pray. That may the Lord give us a connection through the Spirit to Bishop Dagiwad Mills. That even as we listen to his messages, the spirit will enter into us. As we listen to his messages, the spirit will fall upon us in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet and let us pray for the power of the Holy Spirit. For the link that comes between you and your man of God. 
That it comes through the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit made that connection for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That we will develop a test for the messages of the bishop. That we will have a hunger to read his books. We will have a test to read his books. We will have a to hear his messages. We will love to watch his videos. We will admire how he preaches. We will have a special admiration. It's a divine admiration. Divine text for the man of God that God has given us in the name of Jesus. 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 Let there be that divine link. Let there be that Holy Spirit connection. Let there be that divine link. Father, when he speaks, let our hearts lift. 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 Let our hearts Let the 
Oh, Father, we are thankful tonight. Tonight, we thank you, Lord, for the link, the connection that you have created, oh God. Father, that you have placed that desire, that hunger, that test in our hearts. A hunger for the anointing. A test for the anointing. Father, we thank you that you have brought us this connection between us and the man of God that you have given us. We thank you, Lord, for the life of Bishop Dag. We thank you for the anointing that is upon his life. We thank you, Lord, that this anointing is drifting upon us. Father, may we develop that test, that hunger to hear him, O oh God. The test to pursue him, O oh God. Father, a hunger to pursue after him. Father, as a church, O oh Lord, transform us into an army of hard followers. Followers of the ministry. Followers of his doctrines. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, as we follow, let the anointing come upon us. May the Holy Spirit fall upon us like a rushing mighty wind. Let it fall upon us. Father, that you will set us on fire because the anointing of the house of God, it has fallen upon us. The anointing upon the house, it has fallen upon us. Therefore, Lord, set us on fire. The anointing that transforms us, the anointing that transforms our desert into fruitful land, the anointing that makes the crooked path straight. Father, let that anointing come upon us in the name of Jesus. The anointing that heals broken bones. The anointing that straightened us, oh God. The anointing that made the dry bones come up to life in the name of Jesus. Father, the anointing that brings healing. The anointing that brings restoration. Let that anointing come upon us in the name of Jesus. The anointing that turns our ministries around. Let that anointing come upon us in the name of Jesus. Father, replace every deadness, everything that is dead in our life. Let it be replaced in the name of Jesus. Father, replace everything that is unfruitful. 
Let it be replaced. Transform them. Change them. Any unfruitful land, let it become fruitful. Any unfruitful field, let it become fruitful. In the name of Jesus, I ask your God, let there be fresh anointing. Let it fall upon your children. Let the fresh anointing of God, let it fall upon your children. In the name of Jesus, like a rushing mighty wind, let it fall. Let it fall. Let it fall. The anointing of God. Father, we have a hunger tonight. We have a test tonight. Let the anointing fall. Let it fall. Let it fall. Let it fall. Lives are transforming in this very church. Lives are changing. Lives are transforming. Receive your anointing. Receive your anointing. Receive your anointing. As you have a hunger. As you have a test. Receive your anointing. It's falling. It's falling. Like a rushing mighty wind. Let it fall. 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 Oh, lives are being transformed in the spirit. Lives are changing. Lives are changing. They shall arise in this place. Ministers of God, lady pastors and pastors, they shall arise. They shall arise from this house because the anointing of Bishop Doug is upon the sons and daughters. That anointing, the anointing that heals, the Lord is transforming your hands. They are being transformed. You shall lay your hands on the sick and they shall be well because of the power that is in the house. That same anointing is coming upon you tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We praise you, Lord. Oh, what a good God. Father, you say we have not received because we have not asked. But you say if we will ask, even us, evil men, wicked men, even when our children will ask us for bread, Lord, we will not give them stones. And when they ask us for fish, we will not give them serpents. How much more you, oh God, when we ask of your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of the Holy Spirit tonight. We thank you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord and you may be seated. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.